0: Voices ready to evolve and be heard in a loud society where people feel they have limited choices. We hope to open minds and inspire people. That being said, enjoy the sequel. What is the history of graffiti in South Africa and what's actually created this movement?
1: Uh, the history of graffiti in South Africa. I think started with uh, a crew called Prophets of the City. Mm-hmm. It's POC. Yeah. Um, one of the, the, the forefathers of that was a guy called Hoja. Um He's still painting today. Yeah. Uh, he's back and forth from Cape Town and you know, two years in Cape Town. Um, yeah, uh, that was early 90s that they started, mm. I believe. Uh, I wasn't a part of it yet. yet. Um, yeah, it's it's been around for I say a good uh, thirty years, thirty five years in yeah in Jersey. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what what inspired you to get into street art and what motivated you? To um, get into
1: well, as as a, as a younger kid, like around twelve years old, uh, yeah. I had all uh, friends that were doing tags and uh, you know they were doing uh, throw ups and that type of thing, and I caught caught on to it and I started sketching to my own. Yeah. Uh, when I was seventeen. Uh, I had a few friends that were getting into the graffiti thing mm. and I called on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I joined joined in with them.
0: Yeah. And and how long until you considered this as like your career or what, something that you want to do full time?
1: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it was a good five years before I could say that I was good enough to do commissions and uh, make some money out of it. Mm. Um, I found out pretty soon after I'd started, maybe about three or four years after I'd started. So just before I'd perfected the art, um, I found out that I could make money out of it. Yeah, Um, I still had a day job for very for a few years after that. Um, Yeah, and then I I basically started doing you know I went into, into making money every day doing this you know I, I made a living doing it Um yeah man yeah yeah
0: no that's dope man and did you struggle with regards to like people accepting this like let's say your parents for example was it difficult to convince them that this is something that's that you're passionate about and something that you can actually make a living from and be successful at and actually be somebody
1: doing Look, I think initially uh graffiti itself was frowned upon uh, when I started. Mm. So it was still uh um look down on. Um people didn't really take to it at all. Um so initially, yes, everybody did, did look down on it. Yeah. Um but as soon as as soon as people saw and found out that you can actually make a living and and actually you know produce art for people to appreciate, yeah, I think then it became more acceptable um and over the years it's it's become almost a a small industry a thriving industry that a few of the top artists now live off yeah 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 and
0: when did that uh, turning point happen when people actually started accepting
1: it and like graffiti
0: artists actually um started earning a, red, uh, a living from it but also
1: their art getting
0: appreciated
1: i would say about 2010, 2011, Mm. uh, people started taking to the graffiti art. We had more graffiti tours in the actual city Um, and people were getting hired to do more private commissions, um, businesses, that type of thing. Yeah. I'd I'd say about 2010, 2011. So it's been a good 10, 11 years that there's been an industry where we've been able to make some decent money out of Yeah.
0: And, and what do you think um, causes that resistance or what do you think caused that resistance? Like, what do you think made people struggle to accept graffiti as an art?
1: Okay, I, I, I think people's perceptions evolved as the artists evolved, okay, so in the beginning stages, we didn't have that, that many great artists out there, mm. all right, and as the, the, the movement grew, and the more artists uh, joined the movement, yeah, um, it became stronger, you know, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and, and what would you say are some of the misconceptions about graffiti, because obviously I've spoken to you at, at length before the interview about some of the misconceptions. Um, I think from the outside looking in, a lot of people see graffiti as just, you know, people uh, vandalizing and just being rebellious, so what would you say like the
1: misconceptions of graffiti are? Okay, so, okay, generally when, when anybody first picks up a spray, a spray can, they, it is either a swear word or some scribble, uh, you know, on a wall, so yeah. your general perception of graffiti is bad. Yeah. Um, so, as as we have we've grown this industry and the artists have got better. I think the perception of it has, has changed, you know, um, now it's more acceptable. So when people see us painting a wall nowadays, they'll stop and stop and say hi or hoot or, yeah. um, in some cases we had people bringing us cash mm-hmm. for walls that they have nothing to do with Yeah. They'll just stop and be like, thank you so much for doing this wall. Yes, 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, I think it's changed. It's changed a lot, and I think it's evolved as the artists have have gotten better. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And um, do you think the rebellious nature of graffiti before this evolution that you that you spoke about? Yeah. Do you think the rebellious nature of it came from not having that acceptance, maybe by people like the fine arts um, community, for example? Do you think that's where the rebellion stems from? I, I think. I think.
1: Um, Graffiti and the Rebellious or Rebellion kind of go hand in hand in, in the beginning stages because mm-hmm. every graffiti artist initially wants to get their name in as many places as they can. Yeah. And the way they go about it in the beginning of their careers, their graffiti careers, is not the way they will go about it as, a, as an older writer. Mm-hmm. Um, they will do it by any means possible. On any surface, regardless of where it is, who it is that owes the establishment. Yeah. Um, but as they grow, I think um, artists want or well, graffiti artists want to get more out of their cans and their time and yeah. their money. Mm. So they start doing stuff that they can appreciate and everybody else can appreciate. Yeah. And I think that's 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 where the the change comes from the rebellious side to an actual artist mm-hmm. and they become an actual, I would say, a, a known artist, you know, um, doing scribbles on the corners and yeah. that type of thing is not the greatest, you know, the tags don't last, um, which means you are just wasting your money and eventually yeah. they, they do realise that. Yeah. You know, yeah. They do realise it is just a waste of money.
0: Yeah. And and, and what are the, some of the rebellious things you would say? you? you used to do as a young writer uh, and what's what's <laughs> yeah. maybe the craziest story you have maybe with law enforcement or
1: okay so I've got, I've got quite a few crazy stories um so I was a part of uh, probably the craziest train story that South Africa has to tell yeah yeah um one of the guys got shot in the leg by the security guards well the train train security guards um so, before this, the worst that that, that happened was, uh, I think, a can got shot mm. in the guy's hand and it exploded all over him. Yeah. So, that's the closest they had come, until this story. Mm. So anyways, we were in Bram yard, yeah, in Joburg. Um, I was with the first crew that went into the yard, all right, we had uh, scouts and all that out they were all watching. Um, Anyways, there was five or six of us in the yard, and then another crew had arrived, okay, and there's a bridge over the yard, and they were all watching over the bridge, yeah. and that got the guard's attention. Now, our scouts didn't see that. We saw that painting. We saw the guys at the top of the bridge, and we were trying to tell them, look, get down type of thing. Anyways, it got the guard's attention. Um, first off, to my left, a guy walked past. We didn't pick him up. Like We mm-hmm. picked him up as he was close to me. I got spooked. Yeah. Carried on painting. Um, We were doing three carriages. So there was four guys on the first two carriages and one on the last. So it was quite a few of us in the first group. Our scouts saw three guards come around the front of the train and they split down the tracks. Yeah, And as they split down the tracks, they opened fire. All right, so we managed to scatter out. We got underneath the fence, all of us. Yeah, We got out of their property up the stairs, up onto the bridge where we found the other crew, Yeah, All right, and now we started We started giving them out <coughs> because they had given us, I mean, they had...
0: They saw John basically. Yeah. They
1: saw the mm-hmm. site because they were playing the fool at the top of the bridge. Yeah. When the security was scouting and they saw them. So they came to look and that's what got their attention. Anyways, we got on top of the bridge and these security guards, um, basically ambushed us from both sides of the, of the bridge. Mm. Um, two of the guys jumped onto the highway and ran through oncoming traffic. And there was, I think there was like six of us that stayed and got like beaten, you know, so they started beating us on the bridge. And while, while that was all happening, one of them took out the, you know, their gun, their piece or whatever, um, and pulled it right here up on my head and shot shot. Yeah. Like, so it was here in front of like right next to me that the gun went off crazy so um anyways uh cause a well-known writer in south africa got shot in the leg he didn't really doesn't realize it at first because everybody stopped scuffling yeah yeah when the gunshot went off and i was like whoa whoa what's you know like is everybody all right mm-hmm. he was like no i'm fine not even a minute he was like whoa hold on my leg mm-hmm. so anyways um carried him down the stairs we were, we were all but like basically arrested they let mm-hmm. Four of us go and took two of us to uh, John Forster Square for the night and that yeah. was me and another writer. Yeah. You know, it had to be, had to be me. <laughs> um, but charges were dropped in the morning because they had shot him outside of their property and uh luckily Koza's family actually owned a law, a law firm yeah. in Cape Town so they hammered them. Yeah, luckily. Like, yeah, they hammered um Metroville for that. So.
0: Yeah. And then would you say that's like one of the, would you say
1: that's the most rebellious place that you've tried to do art in? Mm, I think, I think nothing's going to sum up to any of the train yards that we've hit. Mm. Okay. I wouldn't, like, I didn't get away with as much as I got away with in, in Pretoria. I got got away with a lot of trains in Pretoria. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the train yards are dangerous. I mean, we got shot at at Granfontein. We got shot at at Bonfontein. We got shot at at Germiston. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys got caught and chased plenty at in Pretoria as well. So yeah, there's 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 quite a few stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these guys are trigger happy. They're not. They yeah. don't play. They're not there to because they think that you're there to steal cable and yeah, 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 to steal off the train. So they come out guns blazing. They don't even. They literally come around the corner, cocked and loaded, and they're just opening
0: up. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even... That's crazy. So what would you say, like, as a young writer, right, obviously the younger you are, the more rebellious you are, Sure. as you said. So would you say that adrenaline rush and maybe doing art in a place that's very risky to do, would you say that um, gives you more respect in the graffiti world? Or what is it that motivates you to go back, even though you know that, you know, doing that might put you in danger? could potentially end your life as well.
1: So what makes you keep going back even though you know that? Okay, so I think it's, it's definitely like number one is definitely the the, the respect and the, the, you know, it, it gives you an ego boost, you know, and that, and that, that doesn't last. Mm. And that's why I would say the younger guys are more rebellious. You know, I was doing trains and panels when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. When I realized like this is not actually worth my life. Mm. you know as much as I'd love to do trains and I'd love for millions and millions of people to see my work every yeah. single day, I would love that. It's just not worth it, you know yeah yeah. Um, yeah, it's just just not worth it at all. Eh? Yeah. And yeah. when did you
0: say that penny drops it just comes with age naturally or:
1: uh, I think at the time. And the crew that I was in, mm-hmm. uh, trains were a big thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But um, it kind of fell out because we were all trying. To, we were all kind of following one crazy, one crazy guy, mm-hmm. one crazy writer. Yeah. Um, I kind of learned. I didn't learn from him. I followed him, and I picked up the different skills from him. So I wouldn't say he taught me, but I was around him enough to learn what I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his it was his um, perception that trains were the thing yeah. and we kind of all got sold into that. Mm. And as soon as I saw that, you know, I'm for you and you're not for me with him, you know, like I was, you know, like on his team, but he was on my side, you know, so I saw that and I kind of pulled away and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go my own way and I'll be better than you
0: mm.
1: in the long run. Yeah, And I am. Mm. I'm way better than that now. So, yeah. you know what, like, I appreciate him and i'll always say that he schooled me and i'll give him that respect anytime but um that's probably that's about as far as it goes you know like,
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah we i don't follow that guy anymore like any none of the people that were around him follow him anymore he's a bit of a crazy wild card so, yeah.
0: yeah yeah and um in a book i was reading recently um they covered or they highlighted a big section about uh, Leonardo da Vinci and how he was isolated in his town, or his, in his community, or the art community in that town. Um, so, I think graffiti artists probably felt like that as well, based on your explanations about the fine art community and community as a society as a whole, in terms of how they observe graffiti. Yes, um, yes, definitely. But yeah. would you say that you have any inspira- inspiration from the art, fine art community? And do you tap into any history about art, are you inspired by
1: any different types of art besides graffiti when it comes to your work? Okay, so when it comes to like actual artists, like fine artists that have been, you know, that are great, you know, the art greats, Mm. um, I can't say I pull any inspiration from any of that at all. Um, I, I pull inspiration from my peers. My peers are my biggest inspiration because then, like, I know where I'm at in, at my with my with my game. So yeah. I'll look to to guys that are just as good as me and see what they're doing. Yeah, and make sure I'm on top of my game and 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 you know just yeah, make sure my, my game is on. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think any modern day art the graffiti artist takes any inspiration from those type of fine artists. Um, but I have seen some great artists, some great graffiti artists change into fine artists that are just as mm. good as those names now. Yeah, yeah. Uh Faith is one of them, and mm. she's from yeah, And she does buildings around the world that are fine art buildings that are. I mean, she started with graffiti, mm. you know, um, and now the stuff that she does is, is world class you know like for me personally, for, for me personally, like I can put her on that stage of Da Vinci, and I wouldn't say that well known, mm. but the type of art and the effect that you, that it that it has on you when you're standing in front of it. Mm. Um, I can definitely say she ranks with the tops and the tops that the world has ever had. Yeah, for me personally, what mm. I get. Know from looking from at her art, you know. Uh, Yeah. And like I'm proud that she's from South Africa. Mm. I've I've met her like once or twice. She's called me for a few commissions, but uh nothing nothing big, but her art is definitely world-class. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And and obviously in a different stage of your life now, yeah. (laughs) You know, you operate differently when it comes to your craft. Um so how does it, how does graffiti work in terms of you doing work in the inner cities now, for example, um, how does that work in terms of
1: authorization, where you're allowed to do the art? Okay, so, uh, yeah, in Joburg we kind of do what we want, um, so if it's, a, if it's a government-owned wall or space, we will generally try to just rock up on a Sunday and get away with it, mm-hmm. and we generally do. Um if there's a problem we we ask to leave or just to prime over it, yeah um but most of the time we have spots and areas that we can go to and just troll, and if we find a wall we'll stop and 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 ask for permission so we'll show our work, we'll find a wall that's a bit run down, chat to the owner, show our work, and then generally we get permission, yeah, so. That's our, our general MO these days is we just got <coughs> ask for permission because there is so many rundown places yeah. in mm-hmm. Um Cape Town is a bit <coughs> more different. So uh, DA obviously took over Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. And Cape Town was the graffiti mecca of South Africa. It had the most. Um, DA took over and just shut it down mm. completely. Now um, you have to get Council permission to, to even do a commission for somebody on their, their boundary wall. Wow. So, let alone graffiti, if you have a business and you want me to do your branding outside on your, your boundary wall, you have to get council permission for mm-hmm. that to happen, it can't just happen. Um, so, I believe there is a 250,000 Rand fine or three years in prison mm-hmm. if you get caught doing graffiti without that permission. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's become quite seriously, but it's, it's, it's become quite serious. But uh, Cape Town was heavily run down with graffiti, mm. so they, they were just going wild there and it looked bad, yeah, you know, they yeah. were just just yeah, they were just going crazy. Um, yeah. so I do think curbing it a bit has helped a lot, which also keeps away a lot of your your writers that are going to just make destruction, that are going to just pollute the area with, with stuff that is not art, you know. Yeah. Um, now the better guys have a chance mm-hmm. to do their work. You know, I see, I see it happening more and more now in Cape Town, but it still hasn't come back to its yeah original state. Yeah, I know. I don't mm-hmm. think it ever will get yeah. uh, that full of graffiti again. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and what are the contrasts between graffiti culture in different cities in South Africa, would you say?
1: Yeah, there's there's big contrasts. Um, look, there's not too much of a cult, like I don't know about cultures in the smaller cities. Uh, Durban's got a small culture. They are pretty cool guys. Um, I'm friends with most of them. Yeah. I uh, have been in the past as well. Um, yeah, in Joburg, also easygoing, but defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then when it gets to Cape Town, guys are just on defense. Yeah. So everybody's for themselves. They 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 can't work as a crew or as a team. That's what I found these days. You know that that's that's happening. Uh, in the past, Cape Town had the biggest crews that were all jamming together. Now it's Joburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I see I see Cape Town as a bit of a everybody's out for themselves now.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and what would you say is the competitive nature of graffiti on an individual perspective and a crew perspective?
1: Okay, so every time we paint, every single time we paint, doesn't matter if you're with your best friend or whoever, the guys in your crew, it doesn't matter, it's, it's always a competition. Mm. So every time, even a Sunday when you're going to go paint with, with your guys or whatever, it's a competition, it doesn't matter, like so whether you're battling or just a, a friendly paint on a Sunday, yeah, you're painting to beat the next guy. Mm. That is what's got us to where we are right now. Is is that friendly competitiveness? You know, you've got to have that between you two. Otherwise, you're gonna get nowhere. Yeah, um, I think that's it's it's that's a major part. It's a it plays a major part. That little bit of competitiveness. I think that, that that's also what gets us going. That's what gets us up because we know we're going to face that guy today. Yeah, He's yeah. going to paint next to you and you've got to come with something. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to look like a fool. Exactly. So you've got to plan. You've got to sketch. You've got to get all your colors ready. You've got to have all your nozzles ready. you got to have your transport ready. Your lunch. Your, it's got to come down to all of that because if you're sitting at the wall hungry, you're not going to perform properly. Mm. If you're sitting at the wall with no water and you, you, you're thirsty, you're not going to perform properly. Yeah. If all your things are, if all your boxes are ticked, you deliver, mm. but yeah, no, it's very competitive. Yeah. Very, very.
0: And, and what does that look like, a battle? Whether that's a crew battle or an individual battle, what would something like that look like? Obviously, we know hip-hop battles work in a certain way, dance battles sure. work in a certain way, but in terms of street art culture, how does, how does that look?
1: Okay, uh, a real battle works like this basically they put letters in a hat and you choose three or four letters uh-huh. so you're not choosing letters that you generally do all the time yeah. you're just choosing some you know it could be anything it doesn't even make up a word yeah um, and then you've got to style those letters in a certain amount of time with a certain amount of paint and that's generally what a real battle looks like so yeah how the battles go down these days is they'll have a space for everybody <coughs> they'll tell them all right this is the concept. He has a theme or concept yes your paint as or bring your bring as much paint as you have we're gonna give you some paint and what you pull off on the day is what you pull off on the day so there's no real criteria or anything so that for me it's, it's not a real battle mm. you know not it's not in a, a real street battle because I can do what I do all the time yeah and it's gonna it's gonna burn the next guy but I'm doing that repetitively so I know it like the back of my hand, Yeah. so drawing four four letters out of a hat, that's a real battle. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're going to end up with. If your name is ABC and you X, you, you end up with XYZ, now you've got to pull off a style XYZ, but all mm-hmm. you've been doing is ABC. Yeah. It's going to show, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what a real battle is like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how a real battle happens.
0: And um, you spoke about how when you're younger younger uh, writer, there's certain rebellious things that you do that maybe give you an ego and you feel like maybe it will give you some respect but obviously within the culture itself people respect you for the detail in your art, sure. not just the rebellion, yeah. you know. So what would you say are the things that maybe enhance your reputation in, in the world of
1: street art? Okay, um, okay what I'm personally known for mm. and what I've always been known for is clean lines, yeah. so I'm the cleanest, they, 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 people know it across the board in South Africa, I'm one of the cleanest in the game. Yeah. Um, I've got steady long lines, my hands very steady, and my my folds, so uh, my color use is always crazy. Um, yeah, that's what I'm known for. Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, And how much money does it actually take to, I wouldn't say perfect, but grow? within this culture?
1: Um, look, it's, 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 it's an expensive sport, you know, mm. uh, I'm not going to lie, it is expensive, but if you good enough to to do commissions, then what we do is we roll off the commissions. So, if our time is is taken up by commissions, let's say we do two commissions every week for a month, all right, so that's eight commissions in a month, The leftover of that paint is what we put onto the streets. Mm. So the commissions are paying for the street paint. So we're not actually using our own money to pay for our street work. Mm. You see, so the, the, the aim is to try and get as many commissions and roll them so that you've always got paint stocks at home. Yeah. You see, so whenever there's a paint mission, like a street paint mission, you can just grab, you see. So, but otherwise it is very expensive. It took me five years to perfect, like to get to a a place where I could say that I could use the spray can. Um, and it was, it was expensive, Uh very expensive. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you want to perfect anything, I think it's going to (coughs) be costing you time and money. Um, yeah, spray has always been expensive, man. Uh It's always been expensive. When I started, we were buying from a factory in Weinberg and that was spray on, that's a South African brand, uh, I was paying 8 rand a can, 12 rand a can. Yeah. Um, now we're painting with German and, and Spanish paint and it's anywhere from 85 to 110 yeah. per can, Whew. you know, and then you still going to buy nozzles now. Mm. So back then for the spray on cans, we used to go to shops and steal children caps and Mr. Mins and Domestos. Yeah. Um, because those are the caps that worked on South African cans. Mm. And um, until we got the imports, uh, that's what that's what we were using and doing. But um, the imports are a lot easier to use. You get more of a wider range of colors. It lasts longer um, and definitely more expensive. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and where would you say South Africa is ranked in terms of um, graffiti, globally?
1: Um, look, for a long time, we didn't rank here. Eh? Uh, there was a few guys. Well, let me just, let me let me start that again. Um, there's always been a, a small handful of guys that, that have ranked in the world, definitely top in the world. Um, right now, we have one of the strongest riders in the world that doesn't really paint Rasty. He's mm. a tattoo artist now. Yeah. He paints now and then. But personally I think he's probably one of top ten in the world. In the world. Mm. So just him alone makes us very strong. But I think our scene now, now in like twenty twenty two, we definitely rank uh top five in the world. Mm. We we yeah. got we got some of the best riders in the world now, yeah.
0: Yeah. And and what are the what are the countries that are ahead of us? Um
1: Germany's definitely ahead of us um the UK um where else I think I think you know like across Europe you're gonna find those are those are your 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 countries where you're gonna find like the, the best writers um America has has got a few big names as well so I would say Europe and America but anywhere anywhere else, you know, it's it's the far, far and few in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So America and across Europe is where your, your, best, your best artist will be.
0: Yeah. And uh, a moment ago, you spoke about uh, crews. Yes. So in the graffiti world, how is the crew assembled? And if you are an individual, maybe with a lot of talent that's looking for a community or a crew that you'd like to belong to, how would you then be indoctrinated or
1: initiated to be accepted in a crew. Okay, so crews are generally started so they can get uh, their names up more, all right, because you, you're feeding off with each other's um, energy. Uh, so generally they'll have one common goal to put up one name, you know, as a team, and in as many places as, as they can, you know, along with their names. Um, and that's generally why they start, you know, it's a group of friends, they want to get a name up and they go at it, you know, they try and put it up as many places as they can. And uh, what was the other question? Sorry. Um, so I was one. saying
0: as an individual, if, how is a crew uh, set up number one okay. as an individual, if you'd like
1: to join a crew, if you're looking for. Okay. So the best way to join a crew is to make yourself present, mm-hmm. is to make yourself known. So make a make a make an entrance to the scene you know so the best way to do that is to get your name up put the time in um as much as you can and get up as you know put your name in as many places as you can so that people see it then they'll know okay you're serious about it and crews out there will watch your work and watch your progress and as soon as they see that okay they feel that you're good enough or you're going somewhere they will come and approach you Mm. they will approach you so the best way is to make a noise yeah be loud about it Mm. yeah get a controversial name do the the wildest tags get it in those craziest spots you know like rooftops all those type of things that's who you want to be you want to be that guy that's out at night that's tagging the corners that's if you want to get in a crew that and and be known you got to be loud about it that's the only way to do it yeah Yeah, we've got two kids in the scene that just like burst onto the scene now, Trap and Pat. Mm. All right, their stuff is not the best, but they're not bad for for the amount of time they've been painting. Mm. But the the attitude towards it is they're everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, they're just going. So it's like every free bit of time that they've got, they're painting. Every weekend, they're painting. It's always a mission. They're painting whether it's so, as a younger writer, you don't mind painting with any colors. Like you're gonna make anything do. Mm. As an older writer, you're more set. Okay, this is the colors I'm gonna have. This has got to work like this. This has got to work. These guys are running around with anything. They don't mind as long as they're putting their name up. And that's the attitude you have to have. That they're being loud about it. It was not even a year, and they'd already been approached by all the writers, and they're in a crew now. Mm. But they were loud about it. Yeah, yeah. You see, they were very loud about it. They didn't they didn't hold back at all. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, your crew is of course the top two crew. Yeah. So <laughs> how did that come about? What's the symbolism sure. and, and the meaning behind the name?
1: All right. So basically, for the last eight years, I ran a crew called MHC. All right. So when I found it, it wasn't really much of a crew. Um The guys were just dabbling with it and then I kind of called a meeting with with the existing players um, at the time Um, and I said to them that I'm going to take over and and join other writers in it and we will make it something. Um, We did. We made it the biggest crew in the country and we were the most up crew in the country. So we had the most work everywhere, Mm -hmm. like we were all over the show. Um, Last year we came to an end. we decided to go our own ways and myself and another player in the in, in the crew drake we were tight you know and we weren't gonna separate so in our own opinions we were the top two of that crew and we named our tattoo store top to bottom so the only kind of it kind of made sense for us to to make something catchy and as soon as I, like we put a lot of time into MHC, a lot of time and effort into it, and uh, we fi- we kind of felt robbed when we all had to just walk our own way. So we joined up and we said, you know, we're still going to carry on. And yeah, it's top two, yeah. and yeah, it's it's been around for not very long, but we've made a decent yeah. dent. I mean, people know who we are. Yeah. Um, I'd like to have a lot more top two stuff around. Time, eh? Yeah. Time
0: and uh, how many members do you guys have since you guys so started? It's, only, it's just
1: the two of you. So it's only top two and it's only it's only going to stay top two. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to stay two of us because we, we, we don't, I mean like in a, in a bigger crew there's almost like you have Not rules, but there's kind of standards, you know, like people were like, guys, in order for the crew to be up and relevant, everybody's got to paint a certain amount of times a month. So to get everybody to paint three times a month or more, and you've got nine or ten players in the crew, Mm -hmm. it's quite tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? While you've got guys that are constant there all the time, they're putting the name work. then you've got a constant guy that's not there all the time and he's writing your name. Yeah, yeah. I'm in MHC, I'm in MHC, meantime, you're doing the work. Mm. You know, so uh, we're free to join other crews if we want, Mm. but I think we have a a good understanding between each other that we will, you know, we're going to do this together. Um, We paint with whoever we want. Mm. You know, there's no, like, you have to paint three times a month or any standards we have to uphold. We know we're pushing all the time because we're painting every day anyways, whether it be a commission, street yeah we're doing some sort of art like art every day you know yeah yeah so there's no no real standards to uphold there because we're doing it ourselves anyways yeah we don't have to check on each other this guy's writing this one's fame this guy's writing this one's work Mm.
0: and there's um, obviously you spoke about how you have to be loud and 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 get people to notice you if you want to join a crew or get some sort of attention from a crew um but is the style of graffiti that you do also an important factor
1: regards to uh I think I think uh style is definitely a factor you know um if if there's potential people will see it regardless of your style but um style is definitely a factor. We used to have a lot of wild style writers in South Africa. And now it is, I think it is changing with the times, as graffiti is changing worldwide. Uh, I can't call it wild style, I just think we we have evolved to, to to today's type of art, graffiti or street art. Yeah, yeah. no, it is
0: dope yeah. man. And the certain terminology that you used uh, when you were speaking earlier, and you spoke about tagging, for example, yeah. I have heard terms like bombing as well, okay. so for just in the most basic form for someone who doesn't necessarily understand graffiti. uh, What are the various different terms of graffiti, what do they mean and, you know, how can you describe um, growing in the craft from the most basic to
1: maybe a more advanced level? Okay, so I don't think you ever grow out of doing, uh, say, you okay, so I'm gonna give you the the different uh, terminologies first, I think, uh, and then we can go into what you asked. Um, first of all, marker tag is 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 writing your alias with uh, with a marker. Uh, I think let me let me start here. The whole the whole. Um, The whole direction of graffiti is to actually get your alias in as as many places as you want, as you can, all right. So it starts with markers, uh, progresses to stickers, uh, then goes to spray cans, and then you start doing like huge pieces. okay. Um, The the different terminologies, mark tag, obviously a marker signature, or, you know, you're putting your, your alias up with a marker, and then a tag is your alias uh, with the spray can, um, so that's just a signature, just as someone would sign their signature. Um, a throw up is a quick a quick version of your name, of your alias, so it will be a one color with an outline. Alright, so it's as fast as you can, so a throw up is the same as a bomb. Uh, it's done as fast as you can, and it's just to get your, your illegible name up it's not any any, in any way artsy or it's just a quick scribble Um, and then you've got a piece which is where they'll go out for a day and they'll find a wall take their time to all the colors Um, and that's where you get all your characters and that type of thing that's also what we call a production Um, and then you obviously you get a mural which is a bigger or larger wall that's your larger production walls yeah um, I think the correct process would be to start with market tax and then upgrade, um, but it starts anywhere and it doesn't matter if you 20 years in, they still go back to market tax. They'll still go have a quick stroll down the street and do a few market tax just to get that, it, it, it's a, uh, definitely get your blood going, you know. Um, that little bit of, uh, of of like energy, you know, that good burst of energy. It's it's you know, for graffiti artists, it's it's fun. You know, that's yeah, yeah, that's what we we thrive for. Um, so it doesn't matter whether you you're starting or you're at the top of the game. You'll still go back down and use a marker or do stickers or you know do a tag on the corner of the street. Go out tonight do a few tags. So um, I don't think. You know once you 20 years down the line you, you're not gonna use those those uh, mediums anymore i think we use them across the board you know so mm-hmm. i think it just gets better as you go yeah so yeah. the mark tags get better the stickers get better the bombing tags get better that's you know people like to see your tags because mm-hmm. so now they're done with style and flair and the way that you use the can also makes a huge difference mm-hmm. um how you've learned to use it, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think people like seeing different tags. I mean, Taps is famous for his tags, just tags. Mm-hmm. People see Taps tags every, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. they've got shirts out. Who's Taps? People have said they, they haven't even asked him. They're printing shirts for who's Taps, and they're selling them at stores, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> now, years all yeah. over the place. Sure. Even if you don't want to notice him, you'll notice. Yeah, you'll notice him. him if, I mean, just general people ask, "Who, who is this guy?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And um, how would you say uh, graffiti or street art culture um, blends and 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 basically, I wouldn't want to say collaborate, but how would you say it's intertwined with other urban culture like hip hop, like fashion, like um.
1: Look, the, the 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 younger generation that are coming in now are very different to what the older heads are, you know, the older hip hop heads. <coughs> um they're very uh uh I, I would say like in the direction of this trap, like the new the new age hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh very like colourful and flashy and I don't know, thrifty but modern. I don't know what to call it. Um, it's very different from from like the big hoodies, big jeans, you know, baggy. Very, very different to what I grew up to. Uh, fashion. Uh, I don't think there's too much fashion in in the in the in the, in the graffiti game. But you said you said uh, hip hop, eh? Yeah. Um, hip-hop and just urban culture in general. Look, I mean we definitely, we are an element of hip-hop and we do play a big part here in South Africa, you know, where there is a big hip-hop gathering like back to the studio, <coughs> you know, like the, the graffiti side of the, of, of it is, is always huge. Um There's plenty of people interviewing us, the artists are always getting huge opportunities by different companies, um, so, I think we are definitely a part of the hip-hop culture. I just think it's at a bit of a lull now because of the COVID. Mm. Yeah. So, the graffiti is there. Uh, it could be bigger though. Yeah. yeah. It could definitely be, be bigger. Mm. Yeah. And
0: and what do you think is the future of graffiti? I mean, we in a ever-evolving world where a lot of things are going digital as well. So, what do you think the
1: futures of graffiti from a digital perspective I think I think uh, I think it's uh, you we, we're in a bit of a, a lucky position at the moment yeah in in South Africa as a whole because yes yes we do have uh, that modern side to it but I think your your general population hasn't moved onto that modern side of living yet. Mm. And I still think that graffiti murals and art will still give you a look and feel in a place that digital won't, you Mm. know, so if you're going to go to a restaurant and there's some amazing art there, it definitely makes a world of difference in comparison to a flat wall. yeah, 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 I definitely think it makes a world of difference, man.
0: Yeah, and um, just to close off, what other um, creative endeavours are you pursuing besides graffiti? You spoke about tattooing early on, so what, what other creative endeavours do you, do you pursue?
1: Okay, so, uh, yeah, recently, or well, recently, I'd say about a year and a half ago, I got into the tattooing game. Um, my partner, Drake, has been tattooing for about six years now. He's been pushing me to get into the whole thing. I eventually uh, took the plunge, dropped a whole lot of cash. We <laughs> um, got it all together. We now have a, a studio in London that we run. Uh, it's a bookings-only studio. It's called Top to Bottom. Um, yeah, things are going well. Um, I seem to be cracking the tattoo side of things. Even though I haven't done an apprenticeship, yeah. I've, I've got a few um, friends that have that have worked themselves into decent spots with the tattoo game um, in the UK that I've got a few tips from, um, some important tips that they gave me, and it's helped a lot. Um, yeah, other than that, I've got uh, Drake next to me showing me the ropes, and things have been going well, man. Things mm. have been going well, yeah. Yeah. And so what is can... what's what's that transition like
0: going from? doing uh, graffiti to now doing artwork on somebody's body
1: um, it's a massive transition like um, a scary one you know uh, stressful definitely stressful I mean you don't want to mess up a piece that's on somebody forever yeah. um, it's, it's been pretty tough but for me, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for the fact that I don't have to do tattoos every day, so that every time I do tattoo, I can go away and take away from it yeah. and learn and pro- process what I've learned that day. Um, I feel that if you're doing it every day, I kind of get kind of it's kind of like you don't get time to process what you've taken in because you onto the next thing already, yeah. so you kind of forget what you've learned, um, not even seeing that you're forgetting. You know, you don't even see that, it's just because you stacked up with the next tattoo and the next client and the next thing you have to deal with instead of processing. So I'm I'm grateful to be able to have uh, two different incomes at the moment with the graffiti and the tattoos because I can go away from the tattoo side and process what I've done. And I think ultimately in the end that's going to make me a better tattoo artist because I can process what's happened you mm. know on that day as opposed to doing it every day and not really figuring out hey listen I learned that or oh this is how you do that um, if you're too busy you just don't see those things every day yeah yeah yeah. that's dope man and
0: and just before you go cool um, is there anything you'd like the listeners to know business-wise where they can find you uh, <laughs> <laughs> <There is. laughs> uh,
1: yeah you can you can find us on you know, all the, the social media platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, it's at Graphworks or at Riot underscore top two, and then it's uh, at Top to Bottom Tattoos. Uh, yeah, give us a shot yeah. if you need any ink or if you, need, if you need any spaces beautified, yeah, just give us a shot. Eh? Yeah. That, cool, that man. Bless, man. Thank you very much. Dude.